You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and Creed Orm. Welcome back, listeners, to our podcast. We're really excited to have you today. We're going to talk about when to talk about healthy sexuality and pornography in dating, the when part of it. Last episode, we talked about the why do we talk about these things in dating. Next, we're going to talk about how, but for this episode, we're talking about when. And just so you all know where we are and what we're up to, I'm currently in the library at Brigham Young University. Due to coronavirus, there's hardly anybody here. We're all, uh, Chriselle is also here, but we're all here via Zoom. And Chriselle, you're in your house, right? Yep, in my house, coming in virtually. And I'm so grateful for technology so we can continue to record our podcasts. Yeah, it's so awesome and helpful. And we all survived the earthquake that rumbled through Utah. Was that yesterday? It was crazy, crazy stuff going on. But we're so grateful to uh, have this technology and to talk about these awesome subjects still. So a lot of what we're talking about today, you can read about also from a free online guide that is on our website, reach10.org. The guide is called Love, Trust, and Truth, Talking About Pornography When You're Dating. You can find that guide once again on our website, reach10.org, under the tab help. You'll see it there and download that guide. That's what we're going to be referring to as we talk today. And it's just an awesome way to reread about the different steps of taking for uh, why, when, and how to talk about healthy sexuality and pornography when you're dating. It was uh, written by Reach 10 director Vonna Davis, who also helps direct this podcast and it's just super helpful we love it so i'm a big fan of this guide and so yes we will reference it a couple times throughout the podcast um and a lot of our principles are found within that so if you're like man i love that and i want a little bit more on that you might find more in the guide today we are especially as we talk about when we want to talk about the different stages of relationships because I think that it, when you understand the stages of a relationship, it makes it more intuitive as to when. We don't want to give prescriptive, like, it's on the fourth date in the fourth hour of your relationship. Like, I don't think, I don't think that that fits everyone. There's no one size fits all. But rather, we want to focus on the principles and, like, the stage of your relationship and what is maybe appropriate and helpful to talk about in those stages. So what kind of stages do we go through in dating relationship? There's the meeting someone, right? Whether that's just a friend at first or through a dating site or app or somehow, right? We meet someone, we get together. What's wrong with bringing up personal questions that could pertain to these subjects on the first date? Totally. I like to think of this as like an interview and and not... I don't want to make this too like stuffy, but in a job interview, you, you talk about important things, but you're not telling them everything about you in that first interaction with a company. And the same goes for on a first date. 
first dates are so fun. They're incredibly awkward and sometimes the worst. Um, but they're also, they're also just like, you're testing things out. You're, um, you're seeing if you guys jive, you're seeing if you can have fun. And I think that there has been a culture in the past and I hope that it's in the past of, oh, I should ask you about it on a first date to weed people out, to know whether or not this person is safe. I think that that is such a faulty frame of mind because on a first date, you do not have the trust established in order to have an open and honest conversation about that. And maybe you do, maybe you've been like friends forever, but I think on like a first date where you just met, that that isn't the time to interrogate someone or ask them about their sexual history because it's just that's really deep into someone and you're still establishing even like the norms of your relationship at that point exactly yeah um i mean if you've been friends for a while and then you're only just starting maybe a romantic side of things where you're getting to know each other more deeply maybe it's appropriate but definitely right off the bat when you're getting to know someone you don't want to ask such personal questions right off the bat because just think about it. If you ask this question, would you honestly give a correct answer if they asked you a similar question or something that you could potentially be ashamed about or something very personal? So, and you don't want to ask questions that are just not ready for the relationship. And it's like, yeah. So like, as you were saying, Chriselle, if it's, if the purpose is to weed people out, that is not a good reason to ask these questions. Um, I mean, you can start to talk about values a little bit as you're getting to know this person, of course, like what kind of spiritual values do they have, values around family and sexuality. But when it comes down to personal histories of sexuality, that's when it gets uh, personal and, and you want to create an atmosphere of trust or have an atmosphere of trust already with this person before you ask those kind of things. Totally, I love that so much. In fact, I um, like in reflecting back to when I was dating, now I've been married for a year and change now, but back when I was dating, I would bring it up in like the first couple dates because it's something that's important to me, but I would always talk about it as like a third party thing. And, and what I mean by that is like, I was talking about like the fight against pornography or I'm really passionate about healthy sexuality. And I would just like drop those little nuggets sometimes, A, to see how they would react to that be to just like bring up topics that I care about because that's you know what you do in dating relationships you see you have mutual interest in that kind of thing and see to kind of set the tone that that's something that I want to talk about in our relationship moving forward but again it was never in like what do you think about like I was never asking them about their sexuality or their pornography but I was rather like talking about the third party like do you have feelings about fight the new drug or the fight against pornography? Do you, what do you think about that? And, and made it this like safe conversation where I just started asking about it in a safe way. And I found that to be so helpful because then it wasn't a shock or a surprise for people when we talked about it later. Exactly. I have a funny quick story about how, so when I was on a first date with one girl, like she asked about what I did and I told them I was involved in this nonprofit organization, Reach 10, and talked about what it was about. And it was awesome. And I, I went a little bit deeper. Maybe I was too open, but I was, I was up front. I was like, and I struggle with pornography a little bit too, maybe more than a little bit. 
but I struggle with pornography too, but um, this, pod, this uh, organization helps us talk about it in a healthier light, in a way that is not shaming, and I just think it's awesome. So I don't know if that, that scared her. I mean, we went on a second date, and it was also great, but nothing really went off from there. But uh, if it comes up naturally and, and you're natural to, to share about it, I think that's okay. Um, as long as, you know, maybe sometimes people aren't quite ready for it or it's just things to keep in mind but feel out within a relationship. And I think what's really cool, I, you've told me about this, Christelle, before, of how with uh, George right now, your husband, you set up a great way to talk about it in your dating relationship with him. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Totally. And this is something I learned. And I, I just want to throw out there, like I had this conversation a lot in a lot of different, a lot of my different dating relationships. And there were times that I did really well with it. And there were times that I totally failed, like totally failed. And, and I learned from both of those experiences and all the ones in between. And so um, I hope that um, like any of this just helps people to realize that it's okay to be imperfect. It's okay to mess up. And really what we're looking for in dating is someone that we want to share our lives with, someone that we want, um, that we feel like we can completely be transparent with about everything. And I think if, I think if we're hiding anything or we're scared, that doesn't lead to us having that. And so coming back to a little bit of when, before I answer your question, Creed, I think like those first couple dates when you're just like dating, you're dating other people still. I don't think that's the best time to start talking about it unless you feel, unless you feel like it's the right time. And again, I think that you should trust your heart and you should trust the spirit and you should trust your intuition more than you should trust me. Like, And, and again, I don't want to prescribe anything, but I do think it is something that should be talked about before you're super committed to the person. And that doesn't mean that like you're not dating. I think that you can be in a committed dating relationship and not have talked about healthy sexuality and pornography, but and specifically pornography. But I think that it should definitely happen before you decide, you personally decide whether or not you're going to marry the other person. Because I think that if you wait too long, then added, there's more pressure and there's more pressure to make it work and there's more pressure to hide things even. And so the more you can take that pressure off, I think that that will lead to greater success in this conversation. I think that leads me to what I learned to be most effective was when it got to the point where I was like, man, I really like this guy. And I'm like, I really could see this going somewhere. That's usually when I'd be like, it's now time to talk about it specifically. And that's, that's when I would know that it was time. And it was, it was always before, like we were super serious. It was definitely before we ever talked about marriage and it was definitely not a one-time conversation either. It's not like I just like checked that off the box and we never talked about it again. But how I would introduce it is I would just be like, Hey babe, or insert whoever their names was. Um, I, and I would just say sometime this week, not today. Um, but in, in the next week or maybe two weeks, I want to make sure that you and I talk about our personal history with pornography and how that's affected our lives and how that's affected our relationships and how that's affected even like spirituality and those kind of things. And, and again, like I don't want to have that conversation today, but I just wanted to give you a heads up that that's something that's really important to me. 
and sometime in the next two weeks, let's make that conversation happen. And then we just like keep going on with whatever we were doing, right? And what I found is that when I gave people the space to like, A, it like took a lot of anxiety off of my plate. I, I already had tons of anxiety about this conversation because of what I've been through. And if you want more information on that, go back to the first episode. You'll learn more about that. But I already had tons of anxiety about it. And so that helped me to be like, okay, it's going to, it's going to happen. The conversation's going to happen and I don't have to worry about it anymore, um, about when it's going to happen. It's just going to happen and I can allow it to unfold rather than like force it to happen. I think it also gave the person that I was dating the space to really consider what they wanted to share and disclose and, and how they wanted to go about that. And I found that to be really helpful. Because I think that when people have the choice to be honest or to like say the easy thing, in the moment they're going to say the easier thing. But when given the space to really like consider their values, people want to be honest and they generally will. And, and so for me, I found that just to be really helpful and effective. Yeah, I think giving people that space, preparing people yourself even for that kind of conversation is so helpful. People can prepare their emotions, what they wanna share, how they wanna share it, and how ready they are. And if somebody is honestly not ready for that conversation, for example, if one person in the relationship is like feeling more out of the relationship than the other, the other person who's not ready for that can be like, you know what, I think this is really important to talk about and to talk personally about our own personal histories with sexuality and pornography. I'm just not quite there yet with you, but I would love to talk about this at some point. So let's, let's put tabs on that and make sure we get back to it at some point. I'm just not quite ready for that because that's totally valid and totally fine too because both partners should respect the privacy of each other and the, the readiness for each other. And if someone's a little bit too pushy, you know, that could be a, a red flag in itself of someone just being too pushy about something. Or maybe they need to have a DTR, determine the relationship talk, and maybe they're both not on the same page yet. But it is really important just to be open and communicative. And even if you're like fearful, talk about that. You know, I'm, I'm kind of scared to bring this up or talk about it because it's affected my life, but I think it's really important that we do, you know, things like that. Just be open and honest. A couple other pointers from the guide about some things to look for when determining the best time to bring the, the topics of sexuality and pornography up in a relationship are, you truly care, do you truly care about each other? Are you able to appreciate the good things about each other and be patient with weaknesses? You trust each other to be sensitive, kind, and respectful. You are talking about other significant personal issues. You are together exclusively. You might be thinking about becoming engaged or married but are not engaged yet. Any of those bullet points could help you gauge when is this the right time for this relationship to talk about these things. Yeah, I really love that. I also love that you mentioned like just giving it the space, like maybe it isn't the right time, but you at least brought it up and it's, it's something that you're like, this is something that's important to me. And at some point in our relationship, I want to make sure that we begin this conversation. And that's something that I want to come back to too, is making sure that it's not just like a one-time conversation that you have. Like, and you check it off the box, but rather it's, I want to start a dialogue so that like you and I really understand one another. 
And, and to me in a relationship, that's not something that happens on the first date, right? Like, and that's why I think I, I'm so willing to say like, don't have this conversation on a first date because there's no way that I would be in a place that I could be that open and honest with someone on a first date, first time I met them. And yeah. so knowing that about myself, like, and knowing that like that honesty and that trust comes as you spend time together and as you realize wow, we are committed in some sort of a relationship. Like we, um, we're committed to each other. We're exclusive. And, and that's why we're talking about this. Exactly. So uh, I think it'd be important to talk about what to look for in a conversation, in this type of conversation. And I think it's important to remember that it's still to gauge the relationship. Maybe you can talk about certain aspects of personal histories, but maybe not things entirely. But at least when you're thinking about getting engaged or or marrying this person, I think at least by then you should be completely open and honest to your partner about personal sexual histories so that your partner knows exactly where you're coming from, what issues you're bringing into the relationship. Do you have any thoughts on that, Chriselle? Would you agree that at least if you're thinking about getting engaged, like you should talk about your, your sexual history with pornography, with sexuality in general? Yeah, I, I definitely think so. I think, um, I think just especially because, because feelings get even more intense when you're engaged and they get even more intense when you're married. And the reason why is because like there's new levels of commitment there. And, and so again, like taking that pressure off by having the conversation earlier so that you're already establishing that, I think just leads to greater results and greater greater success in in really understanding one another. I think also like if you already are engaged or you're already married and you haven't established this, it's not the end of the world. You can have this conversation. Correct. You can you like I'm not saying that your marriage or your relationship is failing or is doomed because you haven't had this conversation. I think that now's the time to start that. <laughs> if it right. hasn't started because because it is so important and and there are so many like it's so vulnerable to connect with people on that level and and to connect with your partner on that level and so to really make sure that you feel safe and understood and on the same page that's why we're having this conversation and and so I think when we understand the why the when really takes care of itself um, and that's what I found. There was a time in my life, though, that I was like, I'm never going to talk about it in a dating relationship because I just don't want to know. It's too painful. Or on the other flip side, like four months later, when I was like in so much pain, I was like, oh, my gosh, I'm quizzing everyone down the minute I meet them. And I kind of polarized on both of those ends because I was in so much pain and because I was so scared and I'd seen so many people get hurt by pornography. I'd seen so many relationships in so much pain because of pornography. And I didn't want that in my life. And either I didn't want to know about it or I didn't want it at all. Right. But I think coming from a place of fear, because that's why I was motivated in both of those cases, it never led to me really understanding the other person and developing a healthy and good relationship. And I'm so grateful that none of those relationships at that time in my life like really moved forward um, because I just wasn't in a good space. But I, I also learned in that, that like I needed to come back to the why and that why is motivated out of like a genuine want and desire to really connect intimately with the other person and to feel safe and to have transparency and honesty 
and and it no longer became about finding a perfect man who'd never messed up. It became about finding someone who valued honesty and valued repentance and valued valued me and and really trusted me with who they were. I love that, Christian. I love the fact that you talked about you're not going to date a perfect man. You know, we're not going to date perfect people and we can't seek after perfection. I mean, pornography is a big issue if someone's struggling with it at the time, but there's other big issues too. What if uh, your partner could be just, you know, struggling with laziness, struggling with uh, getting a job, struggling with uh, poor eating habits, you know? We take any, we take many different types of issues as we choose to engage with a partner in a relationship. And pornography just happens to be a common one nowadays. And so it's important to recognize that if you have these conversations and your partner, whether it's a girl or a boy, opens up that they struggle with pornography, to remember to, that doesn't mean that's the end of it, but that you can progress with them. Just check in to see where their values are at, if they share your same values. And for example, if they struggle with pornography, it's really important to know how they're dealing with it, how big of a problem is it, and what they're doing to take care of it. But just be patient and work with the relationship, but don't just drop it off or throw in the towel as soon as you hear that somebody you know, has messed up with pornography in the past, but gauge the person, not just the, the, the struggle. Totally, totally. And I feel like I feel like with that, I, I would just say that there, I was in one, actually a couple different relationships when like ultimately pornography was part of the reason that we broke up. And, and I had a lot of guilt about that <laughs> for a lot of years um, because I was like, man, I'm that girl. I'm that girl that's breaking up with a guy because they've messed up, right? Um, which is just compounding their shame. And I think, and, and looking back at that, and the reason I wanted to bring this up is that like, you need to make the best decision for you in the relationship, which is why I think it's so important to have this conversation before you're engaged. So like, there's not added pressure to like, be able to make that decision. And I think also what I realized is those relationships that didn't work out, like, yes, pornography was a factor, but it wasn't, it wasn't actually the deal breaking factor. It was more of like who the person was and where they were in their experience. And that's why I chose not to move forward in those relationships. And, um, and so whatever you choose, I hope that you can choose in a place of faith and a place of, of hope and a place of, of really understanding. And that's why you should have this conversation. And, and that will help you to figure out when to have this conversation. In the upcoming episode, we're going to have a conversation about how to have this conversation. And, and I'm so excited about that one because I think that there's a lot of principles that can help you navigate um, how to have this conversation, what's appropriate to talk about, how to figure out what's not appropriate to talk about. And I'm excited to share some of those ideas and thoughts with you. Again, a lot of these principles are found within that really incredible guide that's found on our website called Love, Trust, and Truth, talking about pornography when you're dating. If you haven't already checked it out, check it out. It's a really incredible guide and it helps so much. Yeah. We're also taking your anonymous stories. We want to hear from you, our listeners. We want to hear your experiences uh, dealing with these topics. So please 
submit those. You can find a link to um, share your anonymous stories with us in our show notes, which you can find on your favorite podcast platform. It's just the description for the podcast. Find a link there or on our website, reach10.org. Uh, we want to hear from you and we want to keep continue this conversation with many different experiences and stories. Totally. We also want more people to find our podcast and you can help us reach more people by rating and reviewing our podcast on iTunes or whatever app you use to listen to podcasts. So please take a second to just rate and review our podcast. Um, we are so grateful for your feedback. So A, that's helpful for feedback and B, it helps more people find us. Also, we want you to share this podcast. Please share what you're learning, um, share it in conversations you're having, share the podcast itself, um, and reach out. Reach out to the people that you care about and share these things with them. Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue on these tough issues. We are not professionals and the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.